Hello and welcome to the Education on Fire podcast. The place where we share creative and inspiring learning in our schools. Season 4, Episode 51. Hello and welcome back to the Education on Fire podcast with me, Mark Taylor. Today I'm delighted to be joined by Anthony Copas, who's the Head of Education Development for Out of the Ark. And I'm sure many of you will have, have an Out of the Ark publication or book or something, some type of music that you've been doing in your school. Um, and so we're going to chat about some of those resources, but probably more importantly, some of the great projects which are coming up in the future and, and how the company's progressing. So um, thanks very much for joining me today. Thanks for having me along, Mark. So why don't we start with just that little bit of history in terms of how Hound of the Art got going and, and how it's become such a presence in primary school music. Yeah, well, it's, it's a great story, actually. I think um, Hound of the Art's been going for about 25 years, just over now. Um, but 25 years ago, um, Mark and Helen wrote their first nativity. Actually, Helen um, was asked to write on nativity or found out that she was going to be writing <laughs> one. She was actually teaching in a school and it was announced in assembly. Uh, that she was putting on the nativity, sort of smiled bravely and then went away thinking, eek, what am I going to do? So they got together and they wrote the nativity and it, it was uh, off to Bethlehem. It was the first one they wrote. Um, performed it in the school, turned out to be fantastic and they thought actually maybe there's something that we can do here. So uh, they wrote that and I think they wrote the first of the Every series. I think it was Songs for Every Season and they took those books around schools. They drove them around the country, left copies with uh, schools um, that they, they just visited, made appointments at, and said to them, we're going to come back in a couple of weeks. If you like this, uh, keep it. If you don't, we'll, we'll take it back. They went back a couple of weeks later, and I don't think a single school returned a copy of, of either right. piece. And so they thought, well, you know, we're really onto something. So they, I think at that point they borrowed a bit of money, set up a little office under the stairs in their home, and out of the ark started there. Yeah, I really love those stories where, you know, when these things start off, it literally is always what can we do it's driving around it's making a con you know making an appointment with someone to literally yeah, show yeah. someone what it is that you've done and, and getting that feedback to see if it's worth progressing and, and you know like say 25 years on and, and something like 50 um what i say i think it's eighteen thousand schools in the in in the uk I sort of have have all these books and all these um, musicals going on it's uh, it's an amazing progression exactly so i think there was a lot of courage and a lot of vision from mark and helen back in those 25 years ago but um as you say now we've we're in an 18,000 schools they're using our products sort of really all the time we have a great relationship with with schools all over the country and what one of the things I love I think is that that every series the songs for every series is still really the jewel in the crown that that's kind of where it all really started and it's still something that I'm sure many of your listeners will be really familiar with it's it's difficult to find a school that hasn't doesn't know the Everys that yeah. have at least one yeah. copy I, I think that's it and I, and I think one of the things that struck me we were just chatting before we started recording was um from a listener's point of view you would have heard me chatting to Carol Aviard um, a few episodes ago and she said that you know out of the ark is her go-to resource for yeah. everything whether it's seasonal based or um, or theme based and that kind of thing but it was she sort of said it there was a smile there was a warmth there was a kind of this is my my friend almost rather than an, an a resource and you were saying that that's really the heart of where the company is and, and and how it's grown i think very much i think the the relationship that we have with our schools is the most important thing to us i think it, out of the ark is a company with a 
a really great ethos. Uh, I love working there. I love talking about it. And I love going out to meet people who use our stuff because there's a, a real honesty in the relationship that we have with people. And, and that they pick that up. You know, I, it, it, we talk about um, products. We talk about things they're doing. And there's a real warmth that comes from the teachers that uh, we talk to. And, and actually from kids as well. You know, you, you go and talk to kids. And, and some of these kids were, were, were doing songs maybe 20 years ago. And they still remember them. Yep. They still <laughs> sing them. And, you know, they're still really fond of them. It's fantastic, really. And, and that's the key, isn't it? It's because they're, they're written specifically with children in mind and... Um, you were saying as well, you know, because you have control of the whole project, you know, you you have people writing the songs, you have the recording, you have the making the publications, it, it, it's all done through Out of the Ark, so therefore you, it really is that sort of family feel. That's right, I mean, I think we're, we're very careful about the songs that we choose to make sure that they're um, really fun, they're sorts of things that kids will want to sing. Um, uh, we're very careful about that. We, as you say, we have control over the recording process. I mean, every stage of it really is done in-house, and it all has that kind of out-of-the-arc stamp, out-of-the-arc voice, out-of-the-arc sound, out-of-the-arc feel. It, it's very much a, a, a company with a very central kind of ethos, and that comes through in all the stuff we produce, I think. And, um, and from my point of view, you know, what's been lovely today is the fact that Rather than doing a Skype call, as we often do for these interviews, you wanted to come and meet face to face, and we've had a, a cup of coffee and a chat and got to know each other, and it's been and it's been really lovely, and it, and it, and it just has that feel that you you want to be part of that family, you want to know more about it, you want to sort of see where it's going and and, and join the tribe that they're doing it. So so why don't we talk a little bit more about you know what's what's the future? Let, um, if you've got the resources and you're really enjoying the resources that you've got, where, where's the company heading? How can people get more involved? Where, where do you see the, the future going? Well, I think we've got quite a lot of uh, quite exciting things coming up. I mean, we've, we're always working hard to bring out new products in terms of songs and songbooks and musicals and nativities that, that people will want to use. And there's, there's every year we produce another batch of really great stuff. I think in recent years there's been a move in the company as well to get a little bit more out of the songs that we're producing. So to get a bit more involved in the educational side and to to move a bit more into the classroom beyond just singing the songs to work out what you can actually get from them. And that's that's very much a de- direction that I'm sort of particularly involved in as head of education development. And um, and where where do you see that actually heading? Are you able to sort of say what that might look like or is, is it still a bit early days for that? It is early days, but I think we've got some... We've got a clear vision about how, what that will look like. I think we all at Out of the Ark feel that music is something that should belong to, to everyone. Um, that's every child, but also every member of staff, every teacher, um, every head teacher, every teaching assistant, every lunchtime assistant. And and I think a lot of the stuff that we're, that we're doing at the moment, a lot of the work that we're doing at the moment is is geared towards getting music into the, embedding it into the, the ethos of a school so that it becomes part of the central culture of every school and i'm really keen in that because i know as a musician and as an educator that there's something you feel about performing there's something that i can even remember back to my primary school days and that took me through into secondary school and then becoming a musician and it's if you can get children to understand what that feels like and it just sparks something within them which just makes school feel differently as well it's that it's that wider opportunities and it's that whole child feeling that it's not just about learning to read and write it's about 
you've learned to read and write because then you're able to read the lyrics of the song or, exactly. or you're able to experience something beyond what those things are for. Exactly so. And I, I think um, going back to the Every series, I mean, uh, we've done some really fantastic work with that where we've relaunched the Every series that has been around and is much loved by schools across the country, but it's now being produced with um, in a new series where every single song now has... Um, a music activity that goes with it so that any teacher you don't need a musical background you don't need to be musically expert to do this but you can unpack that song to really um, bring a musically valid educational feel out of it so sure. you can get loads out of it and also I think also important I think is the idea of cross-curricular linking so that you can you can use a song to support learning in a, uh, a history lesson or a literacy lesson and there's lots of activities that you can take from the song that will do that and and that's very much leading on to a a, a, a project which we've just set up um in uh, in 24 schools in milton Keynes and sheffield so it's a project we're calling the singing school project right and um we're doing this in collaboration with the sheffield and milton Keynes hubs and with professor susan hallam um and the idea of that is really to see how far we can go in embedding music at the central culture of, of a school. So it's um, it's designed to get every single member of staff in a school involved in delivering music, to take music outside that classroom, outside the music classroom, mm -hmm. and just into the assembly hall, into the playground, into a literacy lesson, into a numeracy lesson, into a, a history topic, uh, just everywhere. Um, and that's been a really exciting project for me to start up. I, I think seeing it like that is really important. It's the thing I've often found when I've been going around doing my uh, samba workshops is the fact that I always start off with sitting them in a circle, we do rhythm games and that kind of thing. And kids love it and it's very engaging. But because you have the option to change some of the content that you're doing, you know, all of a sudden, rather than them saying their name or their favourite colour, we're talking about, well, can we count in twos? Can we do something yeah. related to a topic that you're doing? And then all of a sudden, you see the teachers really understand that actually... Yes. It's, it is part of the same thing. It's not a question of now we need a music class or now we need the specialist music teacher to come and deliver it. Actually, it can be embedded right at the heart of what you're doing almost every day. Absolutely. And I think when we started the project, we started it with a, um, a CBD session that was delivered to all the members of staff of the, of the schools that were taking part. So they all sent all their members of staff along. Um, and we gave them a three-hour session on just how they can use music for all sorts of different things. So um, to use music or songs as, as signal songs to get the kids to, to line up or um, to list their lunchtime menus, right. all the way from that, all the way through to um, actually actually how you can music and how you can, how you can use music and songs to... Um, to actually support learning in literacy and numeracy lessons, for example, there's a huge amount of research that shows that music is a very, very powerful tool in terms of supporting learning in those curricular areas. And we wanted to give teachers a bit of guidance about exactly how they could do that and which songs they could use. So we started off with that CPD session um, and delivered to all the uh, staff from these schools, gave them a pile of great resources that they could take back and really critically and, uh, and this is a big thing for us we gave all those schools all those teachers in the schools um, complete unlimited access to every single song every single resource in the out of the art catalogue right. they've got that for a year that's everything they've got yeah so they really have everything at their fingertips they, they can literally 
go with whatever they feel is the way forward for them. Yeah, we've given them some some starting points and some suggestions as to things they can use, but after that they're free to completely explore and they've, they've got access to the lots. And we're seven weeks into that programme now and um, I did uh, a support visit to some of the schools in Milton Keynes a couple of weeks ago and it, it was absolutely fantastic Brilliant. it's great when, it when, when you really see it coming through isn't yeah. it you know you, sort of, you have these ideas but to actually be able to see it start to come to life is when you really realize you're onto something absolutely i mean just going into some of these schools and seeing the, seeing the kids that were singing and and the stuff that they were doing and and using songs in so many different ways to achieve so many different things and they just the, the happiness and joy and excitement on their on their faces that you can see was was a real pleasure for me it was an extraordinary thing and is um it's a really important part of what you do, the fact that you listen to schools and you understand what schools need. Because one of the things that I've sort of taken away from my understanding and my coming into knowing about um, Out of the Ark is the fact that everything and all the resources seem to be just what they need. You know, they're, they're, you know it's about the you know, resources, about the seasons or everything you can do with assemblies, everything you can do, like you say, with the nativity and that kind of thing. It's all the things that schools are really looking for and need support with. And then you've managed to come up with something which just fills exactly what they need. Yeah, I mean, we are really, really careful to listen to schools and, and what they're telling us, that they, what they want and what they need. And we, we think very, very, that's probably the longest part of the process, actually, is just thinking about what we need to give them, what they want, um, how we can best support uh, music and singing and teachers and children. And I think that's an Im- incredibly important part of what we do. Yeah. So, I mean, even this project that we're doing is it for us is very much a learning experience. You know, which what works, what doesn't work, what could we do better? What do we need to do different? All that sort of stuff. Yeah. And what I really love about that is the fact that that's the epitome of how I think education should be. It's that it's that excitement about we're going to try this. We think this is a good idea. We'll see what we learn. It might work. It might not work. We might adapt it. We might do it slightly differently. We'll listen to what you think and come back. And that just sense of excitement about what is possible and this is where we are now, but it might not be where we are next year or the year after because it would have changed and you would have told us something different and we'll, and we'll organically move like that. And it seems like that's how Out of the Ark is, is progressed. It started, like you say, from that kind of, can you do an, um, a nativity for yeah. us? <laughs> or you will do a nativity for <laughs> us to kind of, you know, like you say, all these different projects and all those different resources. Yeah, and I, it, Out of the Ark is a, is a genuinely really dynamic place to work. You know, it's, we're always, um, it's always an exciting place to be. We're always doing different stuff. We're always working so hard hard to make things right and just the the ethos of the whole company all the way through is is just makes it a fabulous place to just to be and to work and to do stuff and um and tell me a little bit about um how all these resources come together you you have people that actually submit ideas and and songs and things that they'd like you to produce and and as well as the people you've got on staff that actually help run the company as well yeah so i think like most publishers we get a lot of people submitting uh, material and we get some really great stuff last year we had a material uh, had a nativity um, sent to us um, by a new writer that we'd never used before and it was exactly what we were looking for at the time um, and we produced it published it and, and it did very well last year and lots of schools enjoyed putting it on but it, it is important to us that that what we take on and what we produce absolutely fits our 
company ethos that, 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 that they all fit exactly what we're trying to do. So um, we're very, very careful about the songs that we take on and the songs that we commission from writers. But once they're there, we've got a fantastic team um, who arrange the music, who uh, then record it. We've got a lovely choir that that's uh, involved in re- doing all the backing tracks and recording those for mm-hmm. us. Some fabulous designers that produce, I mean, those out-of-the-art covers and things that so many people will be familiar yeah, with. Yeah. yeah, they are. They're, they're beautiful, aren't they? I love them. So that whole thing is very much is very much in-house. It's very much taken care of, and, and we're very careful about the whole product. We really care about it from the very first submission to the finished cover and recordings when they go out. Yeah, and, um, and so how did you find your way in, into the organisation? You were saying before you've been working for them about three years or so. So what, what, what's your journey and your sort of your way in? Yeah, so well, I've I've been working um, full time for Out of the Art for about three years, but actually, I w- I started as a writer myself. I um, was asked to write a nativity by a local primary school, right. and a bit like Helen, twenty five years ago, thought eek, and then thought, <laughs> well, all right, I'll give it a go. Um, my sister actually is um, a very well known poet, so I thought, well, if I get her to do the words, and I I just do the music, that's yep. not going to be so bad. So we did it, and um, the school put it on, and we thought it was good, and they seemed to enjoy it, so we sent it in. And out of the arc, um, got back in touch with us a couple of months later and said, yeah, we'd like to put it on. So that's how I started. And since then, I, I've written quite a lot of uh, stuff for out of the arc, songs and nativities. I've written quite a lot of shows for them. Um, and then about three years ago, they asked me to just go and um, fill in some editorial work for them. So I did that on a part time basis. And uh, about a year later, they offered me the job that I've got now. And, so. and I think what's really important to feel about that is that it's you having a really in-depth knowledge of exactly the whole process. You know, as a writer, you understand what's needed from an education point of view in your education background. You understand how that's needed in your professional musical background, understanding the recording process and, and, and what we can give to children on those different levels and being integral to the organisation and having all that experience. I think, just as you say, the ethos comes through in all of those things. I think so, and I think it's, it's been fascinating for me to see how all the different bits of my musical career background to sort of come together in my job at Out of the Arc. As you say, I was a professional musician for a while. I was a teacher for many, many years and then wrote songs um, and bringing all those bits. It, Out of the Arc, for me, seems to feel like it's just pulled all those strands together and I, I feel like I'm where I belong, where I should have been yeah, now. Yeah. yeah, and um, and I think what for me is as you will know from listening to the, uh, the previous podcasts, it's all about the inspiration. It's all about lighting the fire. And I think you can't do that by creating resources. The resources are kind of the tools which do it, but it is actually the feeling of everyone involved in something or a project or, or the resources that have been done, which actually then enables that to come almost through the material and actually affect the children in a way that you can't do it in any other way yeah i think the idea of of inspiration as uh, as you say lighting a spark is really written into the dna of of out of the arc that's that is exactly what we do and and everything that we do is is aimed with that goal in mind everything so tell me a little bit about um the technology side of things i would imagine 25 years ago no one was downloading um, MP3s and and that kind of <laughs> that kind of thing. You sort of said they started off by leaving resources at schools. How, how's that whole sort of progression developed over the years? Yeah, wow. So things have changed so much, haven't they? I think when those first books were produced, they were just done on on tapes. I think they probably just left cassettes at yep. schools. I think, and then we went through the um, CD era, and and we still produce um, 
uh, books and CDs, of course, they're yeah. a very important part of the way that we deliver stuff. Um, but uh, more recently, we've been developing software that allows teachers to um, deliver songs in a in a much more effective way. We've got a, a, a player which we call Words on Screen Player, um, and it is it's really fantastic. Actually, I've seen it. I've used it myself a lot. I've used it in schools. I've seen it used in schools, and it's um, it's really a a way of delivering music that allows even non-specialist teachers to demonstrate songs and to get singing in their classrooms, even if they're not confident singers themselves. I find that a lot going around schools is that one of the, the barriers to using music is that just teachers sometimes lack a bit of confidence. Yeah, and, absolutely. and it's all very well for us as performers to sort of think, well, that's an, an easy thing to do, but it's not. Actually, it's, 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 a, it's a tough thing to ask somebody to stand up in front of a lot of kids and, and use their own voice to demonstrate yes. something. And great if they can, you know, that, that of course, course that's fantastic but the but the truth is there are a lot of teachers out there that don't feel confident using that and and the words on screen software is a really fantastic way that they can get kids singing songs um using the software to demonstrate rather than um doing it themselves and in fact it, it, it's so powerful that in many schools i've been into now I, the, the kids themselves use the software and they you know they're very much involved in the process of actually teaching the songs which is great so so it really is that they they're singing along to what they hear already, like you say, so the teachers aren't actually having to vocalise anything up front. That's kind of the way it works. It, that's the way it can work. I mean, obviously, if a teacher is confident in vocalising it themselves, then that's great, and, and you know, I think we'd all agree that that's the, probably the best way yeah. to do it. But, but if they're not, um, the software will allow them to, to play a song to demonstrate, and even one of the things I l features I love about it is that they can, for example, double-click on a line, and that will just play that line, right. and that allows the kids then to model that back. So you've got that idea of modelling and echoing, um, which is such an important part of learning um, oral songs anyway. And and it makes that very, very easy for anyone to use. Yeah, and it's that understanding of actually what is it that we need now. It's We can just have everything playing and we'll just sing through it and sing through it and sing through it. But as you say, you know, what I'm also keen on is the fact that the experience is really important. But then beyond that, you know, we're used to singing now. Let's see how we can improve our singing. And having that ability, like you say, to, to do the modelling or to just focus on a certain part yeah. of a song, which then just... In, bit by bit engages them a little bit more but also improves their ability you know and and, and as, as singers we're all looking to improve yeah and and i think going sort of slightly further even than that i think um you know developing oral ability in terms of separating harmony tracks that the software will allow you to learn a harmony harmony um part on its own and then you can put those together so so that when a school is more confident singing they can get rid of a backing track completely the vocal track completely so they're just singing with the the backing track and then uh, once you've learned the harmony parts you can get rid of those as well yeah. so they're actually all you've got is an instrumental track and then but it's a great way of learning all, all that stuff and and what I really like is the fact that no matter where you are on your journey, so if you're a school thinking, right, we want to introduce music into yeah. our schools, where a lot of them are now with the funding cuts and, and lots of turnover of staff, you can literally start with all the support that you need. And as you progress through and your children get better at singing and you get more proficient at your teaching and all of that sort of yeah. thing, like I say, it just takes you every step of the way rather than having to reinvent the wheel or get different resources. It's all there on tap in one particular... Yeah, absolutely. I think, as you say, it will take you from the very beginning from somebody who's... The class has never sung before and they're not very confident. It'd be perfect for them. But equally, if you wanted to use it in a, in a concert to put on some really sophisticated songs, it would be perfect for that as well. The whole journey... Is covered by that brilliant and the uk listeners will 
well, almost everybody will have heard of Out of the Ark and, and actually have some resources in their classroom, I'm absolutely sure. Um, tell me a little bit about, for those people around the world that are, are listening, how do the resources work for them as well? And, and, and what sort of countries do you have a presence in? Yeah, I mean, well, we have quite a strong presence in Australia and we know that there are lots of uh, schools, uh, lots of schools in, in countries across the world that do use our stuff. And I, and I think if you look at the content that Out of the Ark and the direction that we're coming from, I think you'll, you'll see that there is so much that is relevant whatever culture you're from of course if you're you know it's difficult to deal with specific cultural needs for every single country sure. but i think there are some um you know, there are there are subjects around um self-esteem self-worth that sort of thing which are are, are universal i think and and our songs are really fabulous for that sort of stuff and we know that, that countries all over the world use use our songs like yeah. that Fabulous. So I think so. Where you're listening from, um, going to the website is the first thing, just to really see exactly what there is. So, so give us some ideas of, of where to go and look. And I guess the website's the best place to start. Definitely. I mean, outofthearc.com, www.outofthearc.com is definitely the place to start. And it, it, on the website, you can explore really the whole catalogue. You can hear little clips of what we're doing. You can see examples of scripts and lyrics and that sort of stuff. So you can find anything out that you want from there. But I would say it's such a friendly company that give us a call you know we've got a great team of people that really know what we do they know the catalogue that we've got um, to offer so if you've got any questions or you've got any queries anything you want to know just just give us a ring I really like that and it's just it's always that support I always find that it's you know, something comes through the post or you download some material and you're really excited about it because you've seen how it can work online. And then it's that kind of, oh, okay, here I am about to deliver it and on my first step. <laughs> and sometimes it is just a phone call, it is just an email or it is just something to say, I just need that little bit of hand-holding to get going. And it sounds like that really is an important part of what you do. Absolutely. I think the support that we offer is is really important to us and we're, we're, very, we're pretty good at it, I think. Yeah. I think that's we're right. a friendly bunch. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, I'm really excited about the projects you've got coming up and, and I really, really look forward to hearing about how those things go with Milton Keynes and Sheffield. That'd be a really interesting thing to how they go. So I'd, I'd really like to chat again and, and, and sort of get some feedback on that as well. That'd be really good. I'd love to come back and tell you a bit about it when we've got some results. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you you so much for your time and um and being such a great guest i really appreciate you coming up and us being able to chat face to face it's been really lovely um and um all the best for the future with it all thank you mark thanks for listening to the education on fire podcast for more information of each episode and to get in touch go to educationonfire.com education is not the filling of a pail but the lighting of a fire